Thank you for listening to this podcast by Stowe Presbyterian Church. This message was given by a special guest speaker. I see everybody is surviving the heat. It hasn't been easy. I've had no air conditioning, so I sat in front of a fan all week. I know we're few in number, but we are mighty in power when God is with us. My subject today is about gifts, and we have so many gifts in our life Sometimes we don't stop to really think about what we have. You see a basket down here. This basket is 53 years old. This was my first Christmas present from my husband. What they did in his family, they didn't stop to ask what you wanted. They watched your life to see what you needed. Some reason he thought I needed a laundry basket. Uh, It wouldn't have been my choice. But um, was I happy when I saw the basket? No. Was I pleased with it? No. Did I tell him I wasn't happy? No. You don't tell Danny stuff like that. My basket is beat up. But you know that basket is filled with memories. My kids were always dirty. I had four boys, so you can imagine the amount of laundry I had. One of the things they liked to do was Danny was one of the leaders for the Christian Service Brigade and my four boys were in the group. They'd go camping every Mother's Day weekend. I guess the leaders thought it gave the mothers a break. They didn't realize the dirt the kids were bringing home and we'd had the laundry to do. But they would fill that basket with muddy, I mean muddy clothing. One of the things they did As you can see, there's a handle missing. There's different parts of the basket missing. They would take my one handle and bring it down the steps, thump, 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 around the room, and then down to the basement, thump, 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 and that's why there's only one handle anymore. They used to put their toys in it and move it from one room to another as they were playing. Also, when they worked with Danny on his truck or in the business, They always had dirty clothing. I have a picture of home. I tried to find it to bring. But it was really funny because three of the boys, their faces were black with dirt. They were sitting on the sofa sleeping, propped up against one another. Uh, Danny did his own work on his truck, and many remember the billboard that he drove. Um, He would replace all the engines. He would replace the rear end when everything went wrong. The boys and him were out there working on it. So, of course, it meant many baskets of laundry to do. Another gift we have is a gift of words. Before Danny and I started dating, he was going with a girl they had talked about marriage, and she used the word love all the time. I love you, I love you, I love you. One day she just went to him and says, I don't love you anymore, and she walked away from him. So when we started dating, he told me I don't like the word love, I do not use it. So I thought, okay. But I never stopped telling him I loved him. And at night when he was just about asleep, I'd curl up to him and say, I love you. He'd roll over and he'd say, I like you a lot too. (laughs) I could not get him to say the words, I love you, until we were married seven years. We were still on the farm. He went out to do some errands and he came back and I was at the kitchen stove preparing his meal. He liked his mashed potatoes and gravy with the meat and I was getting the meal ready, and he comes in with a bouquet of flowers. First time he ever gave me flowers, but he came over to the stove and he says, I love you. What a gift. 
that was to me. But there's somebody else that really loves us. And one of the things we had because of that love is this. It's our Bibles. These are filled with words. They encourage us. It's an instruction book. I mean, we can go to the library and find many, many books with, on how to raise children, how to live our lives, how to treat our spouses. But it's all right here in this one book. All we need to do is bring it out and read it. It encourages us when we are down. There's many scriptures in there that, especially in the Psalms, if you are really down and out and you need some uplifting, go to the Psalms. They will encourage you there. It's a lamp to our feet. It offers forgiveness. I know we can get forgiveness from others, but it's a forgiveness that we receive from God that is the most, the best gift ever. It gives us wisdom. And it has words of everlasting life. By scripture, all are changed, the weak are strengthened, and the strong are comforted. Let's look at some scripture. Uh, the first verse is from John 3.16. I think almost everybody has this one memorized. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. We, he not only just loved, he so loved. I mean, we love people, but it's hard to imagine the love that God had for us when he gave his one and only son. Um, I have four sons, and I don't think I would ever give anyone up for somebody else. Uh, well, maybe on April Fool's Day, because that was the worst day of the year. From the time their feet hit the floor till they went to bed at night, you never knew what was coming. So, but other than that, I couldn't give up any of my children. The children mean the world to me. And God, from the beginning, loved us that much. Even back in Genesis, he talks about, um, we knew things were going to change and things were going to happen. In Ephesians, Two, four through five, it says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And then it continues in verse eight. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works that no one can boast. This is an awesome gift. I know lots of times we read the Bible and we don't stop to look at the word gift, but it is really there for us. And it's not anything we have done. We don't deserve it, but because we have asked forgiveness, we've asked Christ into our heart, we have that gift. In giving his son, in return, his son gave up his life for us. We read in Acts 2.38, it talks about Peter preaching to the crowd. He told them, Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Another gift. We have been blessed beyond measure with all the gifts that we have received. So another gift uh, we receive when we ask Jesus into our heart is the Holy Spirit. 
in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon people. But once Jesus died and went to heaven, the Holy Spirit now lives in us. It indwells in us. So it guides us, it leads us, and it is awesome to know that no matter what we go through, we have someone there present with us to guide us and help us. All the time after Jesus died and rose again of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8, 11, I don't think I have that one there. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living in you. God has given us so much and we forget to rejoice and thank you for the gift that he has given us. Then we look at the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> From the Holy Spirit we receive gifts also. The gift of prophecy. The gift of serving. Do you do things in the church to improve our church, to help our church grow, to meet the needs of our church? What about teaching? That's another gift. Do you enjoy teaching? Do you enjoy learning? What about teaching with children? We need workers with our children. Encouraging is another gift. Have you ever stopped to encourage somebody who was hurting? Um, just taking the time to ask people how you are and getting to know a little bit about them, encouraging them in their uh, growth with Christ. Also in our giving, it's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We give back to the church because the church has needs. We can't go out and just drag up money. We need the people of the congregation, the people who are here to help keep our church running. Then there's leadership. Do you have ability as administrator? We have many different things going on in this church who could use people to administer, um, helps to lead a group, I know we have missions, we have different committees that are going on that can use more help. If you had the ability to organize, this is one of the things that we are needing. What about showing mercy? How can you show mercy? Anybody hurting, they need mercy, get out there and give mercy to those who need it. Which of these gifts has the Holy Spirit given to you? Uh, we need to really seek the Lord. What do you like doing? Lots of times when we find out what we really like to do, we can find something in these gifts of the Holy Spirit that we can plug ourselves in. The church needs you. We need everyone to be a part, not to just come and sit every Sunday to enjoy what's going on here, but we need to have people get involved. How are you using your gift? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are unique skills and abilities given by the Holy Spirit to faithfully followers of Christ to serve God for the common benefit for his people. Your gift might help somebody over here and over here. Just because you don't have certain abilities doesn't mean you're not needed. We read in the Bible, because you're not a hand, are you of no good? Or if you don't have a foot, we're all one body. And each part of this body needs to work together to make us a great community. Galatians 5.22 says, Also from the Holy Spirit, we have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience. I'm working on that one. Kindness, goodness, self-control. 
Again, self-control, I need work because I love my food. I am working on that. Against these things, there is no law. So what do we have so far from God's word? We have the Bible, which encourages. We have the gift of God's love. We have the gift of God's son. We have the gift of forgiveness. I know we forgive others, but we have never been forgiven so much as what Christ has forgiven us. We have the gift of salvation. And we have the gift of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. When we talk about gifts, when you receive a gift from somebody, what do you do with that gift? Do you just take it and put it in a shelf, forget about it, or do you use it? And this is what we're learning today. We need to use what God has given us. The same should happen with the gifts from God, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. It is not enough to say, I have been saved and continue living as before. We receive the gift of salvation through faith, but now what? Is that it? Or is there more to be done? If anybody is searching and wanting to figure out how to live a good Christian life, the book of James is awesome. It will tell you how to live. It will give you instruction on things you can do. It's one of my favorite books of the Bible. And it tells us that faith without works is dead. We need to be doing something after we have received the gift of forgiveness, after we have received the gift of salvation. We did no work to receive salvation, but after salvation, there's more to be done. As you read through James, he calls, he's talking to Christians because he says, brothers, he is calling us out. He's saying, this is what you Christians need to do. James 2, 14 through 26. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled without giving them the things they need for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself does not have works, is dead. But some will say, I have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and they shudder. Faith does not exclude the justice of our good works necessarily to be done afterwards or of duty towards God. For we are clearly bound to serve God in doing good, deeds commanded by him in his word all the days of our life. But works are excluded from faith. Remember, we do not do works to receive faith. We receive Christ, and then it's up to us to say, what is it you want for me to do? We may do nothing in order to be made good by doing good works. Where does your gift or interest lay in relationship to our congregation? Think about it, because there are many, many needs, and I'm going to give you a few ideas. Uh, some of the opportunities we have are brown baggers. I know our brown baggers are getting up there in age. We cannot always continue what we've been doing for years. But some of you who are retired, on Tuesdays, they get together, they do things around the church that need done. Not big, heavy things, but things, uh, just little things that are important to the church. 
Then there's our campus team nights, uh, getting together and doing things here in the evening at church. What about the children's ministry? We need leaders there, we need nursery workers, we need children for Sunday school, we need leaders for, to help with Resonate. It's time we get together and we pull this church together and do what God has called us to do, to make it a church where people can come in and feel welcome, where they can feel they're needed. And let's bring children into our church. Uh, we have children, it was great to see all these kids up here today. I'm, really excited when I saw how many were here. But we need to have this every Sunday, not just occasionally. You have grandchildren, start thinking about it. Have neighbors with children, invite them. Uh, let's build our church. Then there's the Adora Park missions. Uh, for those of you who are mission, not just mission-minded, this is for everybody. Um, you can go for the day, you can go for several days, or you can go just at night. But it's a way of reaching out into our community, saying, we're here to help you. We want to do what we can for you. Um, there are community service projects. We started something with Titus too, and I thank the ladies who were here yesterday. I think we had a good time. But part of that time is spent doing things for community service. It's opened up to all women. And what we did is we worked on uh, so no sew blankets yesterday to give to grief care. We need ideas what we can do in the community to help them, whether it be for things we need to collect, if we need to uh, help people. We need to get out there into our community. Let them know we're here. We need to be a force reckoned in the community. What about choir? We had a great choir this year. I really enjoyed the music we had. Thank you, Julie. It was awesome. I enjoyed the music. But if you have a voice, please come join choir. Let's grow our group. Then we have our ushers and greeters who are here every week at the door, welcoming you into the sanctuary and through the doors. Some of you would say, I am not able to do a lot of these things. What about praying? That's something you can do at home. That's something we can spend a lot of time doing, lifting up the church, lifting up our nation, lifting up the prayer requests that come in every week. We need to be out there really lifting up our church, the needs that we have. Then there's ladies and men's ministries, there's Bible studies, there's different groups that are working and getting together, just having good social time, which we need to get to know one another. If we don't know one another, we can't really meet needs. Also, if you don't know where you fit in, and you'd like to volunteer somewhere, ask Kathy. I know she won't appreciate it, uh, but there are sometimes they just need a little help around here. Offer your services. Don't be afraid to go out and do what you need to. Then there's giving and tithing. Uh, you know the needs of the church again. I talked about it earlier. But we need to be faithful in what we do for our church, and that includes our giving of the tithing. I know our men back at the sound booth, they are very busy and I thank them for everything they do. They sit back there and they're separated from us. They're hearing the message, but you know, when you're not in with the sanctuary, in with the people, you don't necessarily get that feeling of fellowship. Volunteer back there. Let them know that we're here. 
we have an awesome church and it's going to take all our gifts to make this what it needs to be so think about your gift think about what you need to do go out there and let's get it done let's make this the best church in the area we can do it we got the people we got the faith and we got the love of christ in our hearts let's use that love let's use the gifts god has given us if you don't know what your gift is just stop and think what is it i like to do how can i use that gift for my church um, i know sometimes it's a little scary to step out for the first time but once you do it once or twice it gets a little more comfortable um, we need to just be there for our church, for our community, for our people. Um, I know we're few in numbers today, but we want to take this message and we want to apply it in our lives and help us to grow our church. This is awesome church, and I'm so proud of being here. Um, I have been to a lot of churches in my life. Some I have been there for many years. There's some I wouldn't want to walk through their doors again. But every time you walk in here, don't you get a feeling of friendship? It is a church who welcomes everybody, who is here for us. Let's use our gifts to improve it, to make it what God wants it to be. I know right now we're looking at things envisioning. How can we improve our church? What can we do to make it even greater? Everybody should be praying for this process. It's going to be a long process. It's going to help us in many ways to make our church even greater. Pray for Pastor Bob and Mandy. They do an awesome job here. They're very tired. Um, pray for them out at Alive with this heat. I don't know how they're doing it, how everybody's preparing, but uh, they'd be with them out there. Also, they have a wedding come on up with their son. They've got a busy schedule. Mandy's working with the youth right now. So these are things we need to keep in prayer. Keep in prayer Kathy, because sometimes she, she has so many things on her schedule that she has to do. These are some of the prayer needs we have. Don't be afraid to uh, get a hold of Kathy if you have a prayer request. Let her know so the congregation can pray. I know with Naomi, well, it's Titus 2 now, we had a group of nine here yesterday, and it was a good time. But we want to see more women come out, just to enjoy the fellowship, get to know one another. It's not a time of strict Bible study. It's a time of fellowship, and it's a time of doing for the community for, with services. I'd like to ask those who have ideas that we can do for community service that you let us know. We are searching for ideas. Help us to grow this to be what God wants it to be. Okay, I think that's it. Um, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for each person who is here, for each child who has come through these doors today. Lord, this is your church. And we ask, Father, that you use the gifts you have given us. We are blessed by what you have given us through your Son, through the Holy Spirit. Guide us and use us, Lord. Help us to be everything you want us to be. Help us to remember, Lord, 
that just because we have faith does not mean our work is done. It is a gift, and now we need to put that gift to work. Help us to use it wisely. Father, I just praise you and thank you for everyone who's here. For those who aren't, be with them wherever they are. We praise you and thank you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.